0: Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Back in the lap, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. I got my guy back, Reggie Wilson, riding shotgun. Feels good to have you back brother.
1: Yeah man, good to be back. Uh great time enjoying a third wedding anniversary with the wifey. Looked
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah man, we had a great time and now I'm back talking with my guy Luke underscore spinman.
0: Yeah, well, hey, lots to catch you up on today. Full weekend of sports, talking twins, grabbing the division lead back once again. Which Minnesota Vikings stood out the most at NFL Mm. minicamp? Plus later, putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean? It's all coming up. On Superior Sports Talk. So let's talk about those Twins, shall we? Quick weekend right. recap: Twins lose game one of the Rockies, but bounce back. They win games two and three, take the series six to zero, six to three victories. Reggie, couple good pitching outings again this weekend. Twins only allowed one run on Friday, and that was in their only loss, believe it or not. Dylan Bundy, six strong innings, allowed just one run. Relievers combined three scoreless innings after that. Chris Archer Saturday came out once again, yeah, five solid great innings. Yep. And yesterday, shaky start from Joe Ryan compared to what we're used to, but Bullpen comes in again, combines for four scoreless innings. Byron Buxton's hot again, back-to-back games with a triple. And oh yeah, meanwhile, first place Cleveland Guardians got swept in Boston. They head into the five-game series with the Twins on a four-game losing streak. Reggie Twins got their lead back in the Central, up to two games now. Feel like they're heating up right at the perfect time, traveling to a critical five-game stretch with the Guardians.
1: Yeah, and it, it's interesting because you you wonder how they were going to bounce back after that series against the Guardians where they just had some gut-wrenching losses mm-hmm. and you're just like, come on, man. And, and you're like, man, here, here goes the slide, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, the Guardians are heating up and the Twins are cooling off and this is how we see things happening. Mm-hmm. And What I think, you know, this weekend really kind of showed us is, you know, if it continues to be like it is, I think, things are going to continue to be neck and neck between them. I do think that the Twins in this pivotal series against the Guardians, they need to go out and like get it done. Like at least win 3. It'd be great to win 4 or 5, but right. at least win 3, you know, just for morale, just for confidence. And you know, Rocco Baldelli said last week, you know, he's not looking at the standings. Everybody else is. <laughs> but he said he's not looking at the standings right now because you know, it's still so early It's only June and they, they're playing for a bigger thing. But now, you know, with with some of these series being pivotal and now they hold this two game lead over the Guardians in the central, you're just like, all right, OK, let's let's like step on the throttle a little bit, see if we can kind of distance ourselves from some of these other teams and, and take advantage, especially, you know, like if they hit a lull or they hit a stretch where they're losing three, four or five games or something like that this summer it'd be nice for them to have built this cushion coming into that so that they can go ahead and do what they need to do and still be in contention come the fall
0: well said all right call me stat boy a couple stats for you (laughs) you've been gone a while let me get you caught up sit all right here we go first one Aaron Gleeman the geek on Twitter since his 0 for 30 slump Byron Buxton's now hitting 298 in his last 23 games pair triples Couple home runs, 385 on base percentage, 690 slugging. Buxton went three for three yesterday with a walk. Knock on wood. I think it's safe to say Byron Buxton may be back. Here's another one from the geek. After pitching just 19 innings his last two seasons combined and not posting an ERA under four since 2015, Chris Archer has a 314 ERA through his 14 starts with the twins this season. Don't call the company back but man oh man that's been a lot of fun to watch Archer get back to his prime and peak level what probably a handful of years ago when he was at his best last one for my boy Nash Walker twins just won their 40th game on June 25th they've now actually won 41 last season when did they win their 40th game July 19th So obviously, far outpacing last season's team by a mile, Mm -hmm. what's the most impressive stat here? Buxton's latest surge, Chris Archer going from zero to hero, or the Twins' overall record compared to last season's pace?
1: I think it's the overall record, and I don't think it's close because, you know, you look at how the bottom fell out last season, and you're just like, dang, man, like that just wasn't what you were expecting from this team. They kind of had a little bit of a fire sale, you know, at the trade deadline as well. And you're just like, dang, well, there goes that season. Mm. And then they come out this year and they struggle a little bit over the first few weeks. And you're just like, dang, man, are they going to do this again? Is it going to be another lost season with all this, you know, expectation from this group to really compete and 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 try to make a, a playoff spot happen? And then they go on this roll, and now you're talking about this first place twins team that really has all the pieces to stay in first place. Mm-hmm. But you know, you you find encouragement from you know if you, you got win number forty in July. You're you're a month ahead of that, and that seems to believe in. And, and we've said this on this show several times. It seems to to really point in the direction that this twins team is actually. Good?
0: They may just be good, Reggie. Are we thinking I mean, it? It might be.
1: be. It, you look at the bullpen and you're like Oh man, you know, that's a that's an experience, mm-hmm. you know, every week.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then you, you look at sometimes how inconsistent the bats are and you're just like oh. but then you see weekends like what we just saw and you're like maybe yeah they're actually just good. The The teams that you were just like, all right, here's the real measuring test. You know, you play mm-hmm. the Blue Jays, you play the Mariners, you play the Yankees. They competed well against those teams. And you're just like, well, may- maybe they're actually just
0: good. Here's the thing. If we would have... We would have thrown some money, let's just say, at the beginning of (laughs) the year. You always would
1: throw some money, man. We'd
0: be feeling good. Hey, don't make the same mistake Reggie and I did. Bet online. (laughs) Bet online, number one source for all your betting needs. Get all the latest stats, news, and info on bet online. Check out betonline.com today. That's bet online. All right, weekly tradition on this show. You know what's coming. ESPN's latest power rankings released a few days ago. And the top looks the same. Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Astros. Twins, meanwhile, dropped from 11 to 12, no big deal. Guardians jumped 15 to 14, closed the gap a little bit. White Sox, 17 to 16. Now, this was all before the weekend series is, so keep that in mind. But the <laughs> article did note the Twins had been slumping heading into the weekend thanks to what else? Plethora of injuries and the pitching staff starting to show their true colors, they said, maybe could be a sign for things to come. Thoughts on the latest power rankings, specifically then noting the Twins' pitching regressing back to the mean as they they far exceeded everyone's wildest expectations, you know, the first two, two and a half months of the season. That's fair. Mm. Yeah.
1: I think it's fair, yeah. you know. Um, it, it's interesting, though, that they have them behind teams like the Giants, the mm-hmm. Cardinals, mm-hmm. the Blue Jays, which mm-hmm. they they competed well against. I think it's, it's so interesting, like, the, the Twins have a better record than some of these teams that are higher than them. Right. But you know we're not the ones making these rankings and i think you know the the pitching does kind of scare you a little bit mm-hmm. just looking at it you know you you saw a good outing from archer bundy's been performing better as well solid in yep. his last few starts and you're just like okay all right maybe he shook the kinks out and you know the guy's a veteran so he knows how to pitch and now you know you don't expect I think Joe Ryan is still just kind of trying to work his way back into some rhythm here. Mm-hmm. He had a really long layoff and COVID is nothing to play with and he's probably just trying to get back into a rhythm and and really try to find it again. And I don't blame him, you know, maybe if we see it for 3 4 more starts where he kind of struggles a little bit, then maybe you get a little bit concerned, but I'm not all that concerned just yet. I think, you know, we just kind of see how it plays out and and you know react accordingly but the bullpen man it all comes down to the bullpen i think this team would probably be a little bit higher Mm -hmm. on these these power rankings if the bullpen was better and i say that because if the bullpen was better their record would be better I, i see maybe like four or five more wins at least if the bullpen is better because they put themselves in position to win a lot of games that the bullpen in turn, blue mm-hmm. and look, twelve was fair. You know, it, they they could have you know given it to them a little bit worse than that, depending on you know how bad this bullpen has looked at times. But they were like, you know, we'll be fair with them. You know, it's so interesting too. You know, the the White Sox are are kind of like flailing a little bit. They're only four spots back, right? Right, like right. goodness gracious, like they still, you know, the the national people still believe in the White Sox abilities to bounce back and and challenge for the division crown and so maybe they know something we don't
0: usually get what you pay for twins payroll 140 million bucks Mm -hmm. highest one in the reliever department the closer department tyler duffy making just 3.6 mils so kind of get what you pay for all in all knowing that actually i think they're actually especially after this weekend going shut out innings game after game yeah inconsistent for sure probably the weakest spot on the team no doubt but Knowing how little they've actually invested into that department, thank goodness for a guy like Johan Duran developing and progressing the way he has because they just really simply haven't put in a lot of assets or investments or just money into that position. Twins got a chance, prove their worth, jump up a couple spots in the rankings and do some major damage. Huge series on deck. In fact, you could argue biggest series of the season to this point. Five game bundle, Royal Rumble with the Guardians, including <laughs> doubleheader Tuesday tonight at mm-hmm. Sunny Grand. The mom first pitch six ten p.m. Bad news is Twins have their next eleven of fourteen games on the road starting mm. tonight in Cleveland. Good news is. Guardians lost four in a row. They're on a little streak here. on a little slide. So maybe the Twins are catching them right now at the right time. Rest assured, yeah. Reggie and I will be back here to break it all down. All right. To football we go, 76 days until week one of the NFL season kicks off. ESPN highlighted each team's biggest standout during NFL minicamp just over a week ago. Vikings insider Kevin Seifert was wowed and dazzled by rookie linebacker Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma. Seifert noted the speed of Asamoah jumped out to him showing off his sideline to sideline speed. He showed on tape coming out of college. It begs the question, just how quickly coaches will get him acclimated involved on the field early in the season. Other notable NFC North standouts included Rashawn Gary for the Packers. No surprise there. Second-year wideout Trinity Benson in Detroit. And believe it or not, in Chicago, fifth-round rookie tackle Braxton Jones out of Mm. Ohio State, who's apparently already working with the first-team offense for the Bears. Mm. Reggie, your thoughts on Asamoah and the rest of the NFC North players that wowed at minicamp?
1: Yeah, I think... You know, Rashawn Gary is probably a given here. He's just like he had a a career best nine and a half sacks Mm -hmm. last season. And, you know, they Demoski talked about how he's looking lean and muscular and, you know, really kind of spinning that forward into a a good offseason so far. And look, it's to be expected. You know, he's he's a rising talent for them. So that's fine. That's fair. What is very intriguing is about Brian Asamoah because you talk about the sideline-to-sideline speed. There is a learning curve here Mm -hmm. going from college to the NFL. And at a position like linebacker that's really important because they have to cover so much ground, them saying that he's a sideline-to-sideline guy is exciting. Mm -hmm. Like, very exciting. But – you know, they have very, very good inside linebackers right now with Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks. And so now you're looking at a luxury, you know, you got those two on the inside. You got the outside with Zadarius and Daniil. And now you're you're at a luxury where you're like, well, like, do we play, uh, you know, more than the, the two inside mm-hmm. linebackers? Or does Asamoah really, you know, get a chance to challenge Hicks for some playing time? Are there packages in there where maybe he comes in on third down so that maybe he can, you know, get a runner out of the backfield and keep up with them? Right. The, the opportunities are endless. And what's really cool is this Vikings team seems to have flexibility on both sides. hmm you know, on offense, when you talk about a guy like having Kane uh, mm-hmm. just being able to use him as a weapon. Right. They've talked about utilizing Dalvin out of the backfield. You know, you got K.J. Osborne, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, wideouts. You got Irv Smith coming off injury. He's expected to have a big year. You got all these weapons. And then, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, on the back end, you know, we talk a lot about a Booth, we talk about Pat Pete, we talk about Danceler, but they really have a lot of high hopes for Caleb Evans as well. I mm-hmm. think that was one of Kwesi's favorite players in the draft, and so I think it's exciting to see them have weapons. And really, what this signifies is depth. Mm. If one guy goes down, if something happens, like they got some guys that they feel confident in that can step up. And make a high impact for the team with the team that has such high expectations for this season. You know, not only to just compete with the Packers for the top of the division, but also compete for a, a deep playoff run, compete for a Super Bowl. Like, I think the talent is there on this team. And what's really cool is, as much as, you know, fans and people were giving Quasi flack for his draft. It seems like he got some pretty good guys that can come in and make an impact. It is early. We haven't seen him at training camp yet. Haven't seen him in live game action yet. Like I said, the NFL is a much faster game than college. So that part remains to be seen, but...
0: You know, coming off of camp, you are encouraged. There must be something in the water out at Norman because Oklahoma continues to pump out just serious NFL talent every Mm -hmm. year. You can unlock your talent with Athletic Greens. Whether you're going paleo, vegan, keto, dairy-free, or even gluten-free, Athletic Greens has you covered with 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, superfoods and probiotics. Visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network that has over 7,000 5-star reviews. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Reggie, a lot of good points. I want to get back to Asamoa, Here's what I want to know about him. When the dust settles, mm-hmm. he's got the playbook down and digested. He's earned his stripe on special teams. What's going to be his true natural role going to be in Ed Donatel's defense? Because, like you said, coming out of the draft, he felt like a natural inside weak side linebacker in a 3-4 defense, but Obviously, as we sit here today, those four starting linebacker spots in the base defense are set. You mentioned Zadarius, Hunter, Kendricks, and Hicks. So Mm -hmm. finding a way to get him on the field, maximize his open field tackling, and more so that speed, getting after the quarterback, getting into the backfield on passing downs. That's where I would be most excited about him on the field, at least during, you know, this rookie season. Let him ease into the NFL a little bit with some sub-package looks that shows off more of that that blazing speed guy like Seifert and coaches keep raving about. So that's what I kind of expect from Asamoah in year one from the Vikings. Remember, he led the Oklahoma Sooners in tackles, including Mm. solo tackles. So he's great out in open space, but... At the NFL, this is a different game, different speed, different guys, different talent. So that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period when you get yeah. a guy like Lamar Jackson out in the open field or Sheesh. A.J. Dillon in those 280 pound rock hard thighs going on. Like, this is a different <laughs> game, but. What I do love is that you need guys at the linebacker position yeah. that are fast enough to cover running backs out of the flat, yep. tight ends, athletic tight ends like an Irv Smith, Travis Kels, you name it, TJ Hawkinson in the division, and then maybe even wideouts from time to time too on bubble screens, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think Asamoah has all the speed, and it's just nice to get some fresh, young speed in here, somebody that seems hungry to get into the NFL and mix with some of these veterans that have been here a while, learn from a guy like Eric Hendricks and Mm -hmm. Jordan Hicks. The other one that really surprised me, though, in Chicago, I know they just don't have a lot of bodies on the offensive line and really a lack of talent as well, but starting Mm -hmm. a fifth-round rookie at left tackle in Braxton Jones, that's just got to worry fans who are hoping for a big leap in Justin Fields in year two, but Hey, I mean, that's just me. I guess we'll see how all that plays out.
1: Maybe some Uh, Ohio State chemistry there.
0: Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's what it is. Hashtag chemistry. Okay, yeah, you may be onto something there. 76 days until week one in the NFL kicks off. Reggie and I got you covered every step of the way. All right, the time has come. My favorite segment's here. I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean, covering all the latest hot topics in Minnesota sports. First up, in a surprising and sudden move, Minnesota Twins pitching coach Wes Johnson said he's leaving the Twins and heading to the college ranks where he'll take on the same role while receiving a hefty pay raise at LSU. What does it mean when trying to calculate Johnson's decision to leave the Twins in the middle of the season while they sit here in first place? Kind of confusing.
1: Yeah, kind of weird, you know. Mm Um, But this guy, I was kind of looking him up a little bit earlier. He seems to march to the beat of his own drum. Okay, And it's interesting because Chris Archer was just kind of giving him praise for what he's done to help him, Mm -hmm. you know, as he's kind of rebounded from back-to-back injury riddled seasons and really is trying to, like, find his way back to elite form that, you know, that Chris Archer that we've known from years past. And he really you know, attributed a lot of his success so far to Wes Johnson. And so it's just kind of weird, kind of weird that, yeah. you know, he just, uh, he must've really just lost faith in, faith in this bullpen. He's just like, I, I'm i done with these guys. There's nothing else I could do to help these people along. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. But it, <laughs> what what is interesting uh, about this is he seems to just kind of function a little bit better in the college ranks. I think that's where he's more comfortable, you know, kind of molding these young guys in that level. You know, before that, I I think the twins was his first major league job and he just kind of made the leap from Arkansas Mm. and he's originally from Arkansas. Now he gets the chance to go back down to the sec, do his thing and, and establish himself, uh, I guess reestablish himself, Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of weird that you will leave your, your team high and dry. Like, you know, I guess when LSU comes calling, you say hello. What? What right. all got for me? You right. said hefty pay raise. What? <laughs> what let me talking? let me see. Let me yeah. see what I can do. Rocco.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm out, brother. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Bad boys go. for life. We out. We going. We going to Baton Rouge. We out of here, yeah. baby. Yeah. And so it, it's interesting. I'm eager to see what the Twins do. I know they 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 have you know quite a few people on that staff that you know contribute to that pitching room but like at a at a position that's been a real critical point for this team this season that is rough to lose a guy that is kind of you know pulling the strings for one of the most critical positions on this team and so it's puzzling he did what was best for him and what made him the most comfortable but Didn't really leave the Twins in a good spot. They're first place, trying to keep that first place spot and trying to, you know, continue to improve in that pitching. And he was the guy that they were just kind of entrusting to do that. And now he's like, look, I'm gone.
0: The plan is Pete McKay is supposed to take over the lead pitching coaching role, but... Fully replacing Wes Johnson, going to be a total group effort, as we know. People on Twitter were like, well, you know, maybe he knew just how hard this was going to be to keep this pitching rotation, pitching at such a high level, especially with the lack of talent in the relievers or bullpens. I really don't think that was the case. This man got a hefty pay raise. We're talking twice the salary that he was Mm. making in Minnesota. And as far as the timing goes... Horrible timing. He is going to stick it out during this Cleveland series, it sounds like. So yeah. you'll get him for another five games, a little transition period. You know, in college ranks, this is actually a really important time of the season, the off season, mm-hmm. I should say, because this is when they start and get really into recruiting their guys. So I'm sure LSU was like, all right, we'll pay you double got to come now like you got to be here next week kind of thing so the timing hurts for sure leaving the yeah. middle of the season like this sitting in first place it'd be different if the twins were a lost cause and sitting at the bottom of the division or something but you know sitting in first place just again took people by surprise for sure but going to be a total group effort we'll see how the twins pitching staff fare out the rest of the way next one up what does it mean The Colorado Avalanche, they did it, hoisted the Stanley Cup last night, first time since 2001 after beating the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 in a 4-2 series win. After watching their path to world champs, what does it mean for the Minnesota Wild and what they must do this offseason to have a similar road into the playoffs in 2023? You kind of see the blueprint now.
1: It's interesting because I do think the Wild team from this past season – was good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. They looked like one of the best teams in hockey for stretches mm-hmm. this past season and then got into that series with the Blues, and all of a sudden they couldn't score enough. And it was just really, really puzzling to see like how that happened. I think what we saw from the Avalanche was them being the best team in all of hockey from day one. And the give it to the lightning man heart of a champion, you know, they weren't going to go down without fighting. Like they battled back. I was like, are they really going to do this? Are they going to tie this series up and and push it to seven? Like these dudes are for real. Like you got to give it to Tampa, man. Like they, they're the champs for a reason, two time defending champs for a reason. And, but even they couldn't stop the avalanche man. Like it was rolling and it was downhill and, that's the type of team that you want to see here in Minnesota. Like a team that, you know, regardless of what is going on, when the chips are down, they're going to find a way to win because that's what the Avs did. You know, they got down in, in several games over the last, you know, several series yeah. and found a way to battle back and and just retake the momentum. It was weird being at some of those wild games in the playoffs this season because it was like once the Blues kind of like – Hit a couple shots, made it, you know, saw a few go into the back of the net. It almost just kind of like took the cell out of, you know, the 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 building, took mm-hmm. the energy away from the team. And they need some guys that, you know, have that type of 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 resilience, mm-hmm. that type of fight. And it's hard to see how they improved the team from last year to this year with the cap restrictions that they have but they got to find a way like i don't know how it how it happens but they got to find a way you know defensively they were they were strong they got to find a way to keep the some key pieces there without having to you know give up too much and 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 really let go of too many assets i know next season they're probably going to be taking some chances on some guys just because you know, their cap restrictions just kind of force them to do that. You know, you want to see a guy like Kirill step up and, and become, you know, one of the best players in all of hockey as people believe him to be and take that next step forward as a young bull. And and you really just kind of want to see them, like, find a way to overcome some of these cap issues to to. You know, they got to figure out the goalie situation. What are are they doing there? You know, is Flower going to come back? Mm -hmm. If he does come back, is he going to be productive throughout the the season? Is he over the hill? You know, those those type of things, you know, Bill Guerin is going to have to evaluate. And I do not envy that guy.
0: Yeah, Kevin Fiala is going to be the big one for sure. You mentioned Flower, obviously. A lot of yep. different storylines to cover for the Wild this offseason. Heading into 2023, Vegas already doing their homework. 6-1, to one, Avalanche, your favorite to win it all again next year. I Lightning get it. right behind him at 8-1. to one. Then you get in that second tier. Hurricanes, Rangers, both 10 to 1, Panthers and Knights and Maple Leafs, 12 to 1, Blues and Wild both sit behind in that third tier at 16 to 1. So, mm. sounds like a long shot, but really, right in the thick of all of those kind of premium teams, you know, those top third in the NHL types of teams. But again, it just all depends on what and how they attack this offseason, specifically this free agency period, with such little room to work with. Last one, I'm going to improv one. Reggie, we haven't seen you in a while the nba draft took place over the weekend you're a big nba guy i just want to get your quick thoughts minnesota timberwolves ended up walking away with four draft picks including their first pick walker kessler monster protector of the rim defensive player of the year how does this help the timberwolves rotation and where does he fit in with carl anthony towns and nas reed as a big man they i think they desperately need it
1: it gives them depth for sure mm-hmm. um You know, seeing lineups where maybe Cat is at the four and Kessler is at the five, kind of scary. Yeah. scary. And what their president of basketball operations, Tim Connolly, said a lot um, leading up to this, you know, it was a glaring hole that any and everybody that was watching could see when the chips are down, when the game slows down and you need a bucket. And you need second chance points because those are at a premium. They couldn't get a rebound, man. Like Memphis, killed them on the boards.
0: That was so frustrating to watch. Just as like, they a like is this normal? Yeah. Is this yeah supposed to be? Aren't they supposed to be getting all these defensive rebounds? What's going on here? They second were forcing. Points. Ugh.
1: They were forcing bad shots, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is only part of it. Mm-hmm. The second part of it is grabbing those boards when, right. when they right. brick those shots that they were doing. Right. And those type of things gave them momentum, and then that's when you started to see some of the avalanche go, where they were just draining threes, draining shots, and just kind of took over and just kind of took the Wolves' will. If you got some people that are are going up and getting rebounds, like, you know, you look at the Warriors, they, they like to play that small ball, what they call death lineup. Mm-hmm. But, man, they were getting killed on the board, so what did they do? They started playing Kevon Looney more. And now you're talking about Kevon Looney out here, like, uh, maybe about to get a bag because of the the ability that, that we've seen. We've seen it before, you know, when when the Cavaliers played the Warriors and they came back from the deficit to mm-hmm. win in seven games – who was huge in that series down the stretch? Tristan Thompson yes he was getting all the boards gobbling up all of them and all of a sudden he parlayed that into a a, a multi-million dollar contract extension where he's set for the rest of his career. he's still eating off that money mm-hmm. and there is a premium for guys who can grab boards. Mm. You would love to see him be a be a productive scorer as well. Maybe that'll that'll be a part of his game too. But when you talk about a guy with, I think it was like forty six point five percent, like w- with shot blocking, and guy and a guy that can just go up there and grab these boards. You need that. That's fine. If you're going to win, yeah. you need that, especially if you have guys that, you know, play a little hero ball. Maybe they're jacking up some shots, you know, guys feeling it a little bit, guys like D'Lo, guys like Ant, and things like that. You want a guy that can go up there and grab it and say, here, try it again. Here, I got you. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and grab this board up here. You, you go ahead and try it again. We'll see what happens when you try it again. And that, that builds confidence on both ends of the floor when mm-hmm. you know you have a guy that can back you up. If there's a missed shot, he can go get it. If there's a missed shot on our end, he can go get it. And that is encouraging. Tim Connelly said after the draft night, they got better. Mm -hmm. And it's because he felt like they added a piece that can really help them in an area that he felt like was... Uh, a huge need for this team.
0: Like Town stays at center, I'm assuming Nas Reed maybe plays a little bit more power forward, choosing into his minutes. What do you think? There no explanation needed. Just tell me what you think that three man rotation might look like.
1: I think it's just going to be you know Cat is obviously going to continue to get his minutes, mm-hmm. but you know Nas Reed when he comes in, he's a high energy guy. Mm-hmm. Like I want that guy in the game. No doubt. He's yeah. a key piece. Yes. For that that team. Um, in that big man role he does a great job of doing his role well and what you want to continue to see is him just continuing to grow in that role but now you got another guy who can come in here and do and do some some things as well when it comes to rebounding and shot blocking and we haven't even talked about any scoring that he may do that's that's like a an added plus to his game as well and so you're excited about those things and I think you know How it looks as far as rotation, I'm not sure. But I think that's a good problem for head coach Chris Finch to have.
0: Yep, NBA draft is officially over. Free agency next up, just a few days away. Tim Conley going to be very busy. We'll keep tabs on that for sure all offseason. All right. That's a wrap. Back here tomorrow, breaking down more Twins, Vikings, plenty more. Remember to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Feels good to have him back. Follow him on Twitter, at TV and on CARE11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow. Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, Signing
1: out. Be blessed. Spread love this week.
0: This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota.